Welcome to Latter-day Struggles. This is your host, Valerie. Nice to have you guys here today. And as promised, I said that Brandon wasn't going to just disappear forever. I said he would come back from time to time. So here he is. Hello, hey, here I am. Yeah, hey, now, now, yeah, hi. It's good to have you, Brandon. Um, Thanks. In guest capacity, but yeah, everybody knows you well. So Yeah, awesome. I'm glad to be here. And yeah. I'm excited to break down whatever we're going to break down today, That's Valerie. That's right. So as I told you guys, even though Brandon is off doing other projects, I wanted to have him come from time to time, and he said he would be willing to, and so here mm -hmm. we are, talking about clinical cases that matter and that really I think um, are important enough and maybe even troubling enough that bear, mm -hmm. um, that, that, that will, I think it'll do us all well to talk about these things, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, sounds so, like you have a, a good one, Valerie. Yeah, so I just just as Brad and I were getting ready to talk about this, I kind of gave him like the 30 second version. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you guys know sort of what I'm working with with this couple. And um, I won't use their names, obviously, but I do have their permission to share this story because it just honestly it happened yesterday. Um, it was very troubling to me. You know, some things kind of mm -hmm. get under your skin more than others. Mm -hmm. And and so this is the deal. It's a it's a young couple who I I've been working with the young man off and on really since he was in high school. That you know I'm kind of like the you know the family mechanic where you kind of just come in from time uh -huh. to time. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, I hadn't seen him for a while, but he came back in, and <clears throat> right now he is um, very seriously dating a young woman, and this has sort of evolved into into premarital counseling. Okay. And um, so in our conversation, I I've known about this young man's experience with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We haven't spent an enormous time, uh, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about it, mostly because he doesn't present with issues around it. But okay. I've known that he is not, he's not deeply into the faith. Um, and I just barely met his girlfriend, soon to be fiance, just a couple of sessions ago. And so I learned that they're kind of on the same page there and that they feel pretty good about it. And so you might imagine my surprise when on the heels they, they of my, feel, they feel pretty good about not being really into the church is what you're saying correct okay yes in the, and their journeys have been different his has sort of he kind of would say he's never really been believed he's never been mm -hmm. all in she on the other hand um is a self-reported pleaser she knows she's a mm -hmm. pleaser and she's really 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 close they're both actually really really close to their families i know his family very well i've done therapy with every single member of his family um, Okay. And so anyways, they're, they're having this, they're journeying together, but they're also really have been very explicit about, he, he did not want to influence her in any one direction in her faith journey. He really okay. wanted her to be authentic to herself. And so Good for him, yeah. And so, and so she has been, and so over the period of their courtship and probably independent of it too, she's also decided that this isn't right for her. It's not working for her. So then <laughs> You can only imagine my, um, my, my shock and surprise when what, was, um, what came up a few sessions ago was, so the plan is that um, down the road in a few months, um, we're going to be married in the temple. Okay. <laughs> so it's they, kind of the, the opposite of what you're hearing. <laughs> and so I kind of pause and I'm like, wait, what? It, it didn't make sense to me, right? Yeah. Because they've, they've, they've come across to me as very authentic and very much trying to be very congruent with themselves. But what ends up sort of um, unfolding as I, of course, clearly slow things down. I'm like, can we process it? Like, let's talk about this. Like, what's, 
going on here. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of comes up is uh, this young woman is just terrified of um, disappointing her people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, she loves her family, a strong bond, very, very clearly um, an orthodox, very, very orthodox Latter-day Saint family with very clear commitments to the rightness mm -hmm. of temple marriage and its implications or and also what it means for someone not to be married in the temple. And then I think it even goes like deeper and deeper into like, well, we've got um, some relative that um, is getting ready to pass away who's a sealer and this will be the last family sealing where everyone's coming in to do this beautiful thing. And so it starts to look as much as anything to me like, oh my goodness, this, this girl, this young bride to be mm -hmm. is a pawn in her own wedding. She's an accessory to this event that is in the service of the family's traditions. An accessory to her wedding. I mean, when, when you say it that way, Valerie, mm -hmm. that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, what, I'm asking this so we can flush this out, but yeah. what's the harm in getting married in the temple? Yeah. In playing playing along, keeping right. the family happy? What's the harm in that? What's what's yeah. the problem? I think it's a fair question. And actually that was their, that, the funny thing is they didn't come into therapy to like process that. That was the decision. <laughs> they oh, they had like, already decided. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And yes. I was like, wait, wait, what? You know? And so uh -huh. anyways, it, as it comes around, I'm, I'm getting to your answer. I promise I'm not evading. Um, yeah. So what, what I'm thinking about all the while is I'm thinking to myself, why would you do that? And the idea was it's more important to go along and get along because I don't want to hurt all these outside parties because mm -hmm. to them it's that important. And right. yet I'm thinking to myself, okay, all right, let's think, go ahead. Well, I'm just, you know, is that out, done out of love? I don't want to hurt my family and, and so yeah. therefore I'm going to go along. I, I mean, I see a big problem with this. Right. Just like it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's having an alarm go off in your head of like, mm -hmm. what? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, but it, you can see the easy justification here. What does it hurt? Yeah. Might as well just go along with it, pretend yes. yeah. and keep everybody happy. And, you know, well, and I think what what's going on here is I've noticed this unfolding is <clears throat> ever since I sort of processed with them. Well, okay, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. So what I, my thought process was the work that I have to do with anyone who comes into my, my space is mm -hmm. to help them become the most congruent whole, true to themselves, human beings that they can be. Yes. Live in their own integrity and find out in their journey in life is to figure out how they can become the most honest and congruent and um and healthy whole versions of themselves which means um taking off the false ma the masks the false selves the artifices the things that prevent us from becoming most truly who we are here to become that in my mind that is true not only spiritual development but it's also true psychological development yes and so for me to sort of collude in like yeah, you know, the, the integrity of this, well, there's no, the integrity in this was very, very low in the service of keeping everyone happy and keeping the whole system, in my opinion, underdeveloped. The, have you, have you read the book, The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck? No, but I think you mentioned that. To you me. would love it, Valerie. Okay, and, I will read it. And, and it, I mean, it just speaks to this so perfectly. Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting who Martha Beck is. Martha Beck, the author of that, 
um, was raised LDS, very LDS, married in the temple. Um, and she ended up getting divorced, coming out of the closet. Um, and her husband also was gay as well. And so oh, interesting. Bo both of them are living in this um, marriage out of compliance and fear mm -hmm. that they might hurt each other and that they might might hurt mm -hmm. each other's families. And, and so she just talks about the hell that that creates mm -hmm. of not being able to live in their congruency and not being able to just, when we say congruency, what, what that means is your heart is congruent with the reality of what God made you to be, who you truly are. And all we're the only ones that can know that. And we're the only ones that know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, we're the only ones that know, But mm -hmm. we know we know when, when we're not living in integrity yes. because it, it creates suffering. It creates problems and it makes us sick. I mean, it makes, <laughs> it, it makes us sick. It makes yeah. us physically ill. Yeah. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I could go on and on Valerie. This no. is really a good one for well, me. I'm going right to have now. to get that. I'm going to have to write that book down. That's the second time you've recommended that. And it sounds like it is, it is right up. It, it's, it's exactly right up the alley of what we're talking about, because I think what, I mean, there's so many layers to this, right, Brandon. But I think to me, not only is she becoming sort of a, a, a pawn or an accessory in her own experience, it is privileging form over substance. Yeah. Like what does it look like to everyone else? Are we going through the motions to sort of pretend as if when in her heart and in her, her, her future husband's part, it has nothing to do with the substance of the, the thing that's actually happening, which is a, a union of two hearts and souls trying to create a life together. Exactly, exactly. That, Valerie, let's play this out a little yeah. bit. Let's look at this for a second. Um, so she, she goes along with it and she gets married in the temple for mom and dad and grandpa and grandma and who, whoever else, right? Mm -hmm. And so then they have some kids and well, the kids need to be blessed but we haven't been going to church, but we're going to start going to church because we need to bless the children. Oh, now they're turning eight. So now we're going to pretend, you know, so, so how long, eventually you're going to have to rip off this yeah. bandaid. The charade you, cannot go on forever. Yeah. And face mm -hmm. the reality of, mm -hmm. of, of the truth. And, and the only way to real freedom and peace is to live in that truth. Yeah. And this is actually a very, very good opportunity for this pleaser girl to let everybody know this is I, and you can mm -hmm. love me, you cannot love me. I'll invite you to my wedding at the park or mm -hmm. on the beach or wherever, you right. know, right. and you can support me, you cannot support me, I'm okay. I'm, I'm actually okay with who I am, and you're not gonna dictate to me who I am and, and what I believe. I've heard it, I don't know how many times, Valerie, I've heard people say, I'm just waiting to leave the church until my parents die. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what? Like, what is yeah. that? Yeah, um, it's, heart, it's heartbreaking because what it shows is there, it, it has the flavor of not, um, well, not clearly it's not congruent, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is, maybe this is too strong, Brandon, but is that, is that a representation of unconditional love when you feel like your full self is not really actually welcome? Or maybe that the consequences exactly. are so great and grave to your parents that you have to pretend to be a shell of yourself or somebody who's completely different than what you're really actually experiencing in your heart and soul. Like yes. is that, that to me says there is not, well, I do see, I can, I can see, well, yeah, there's love there, right? There's, there's a there's, contingency on love, though. but there's a contingency. It's a fact. Yep. And, and that is, church. 
that is that's that makes me so sad because to me it's like well once again we're back to form rather than substance the substance of real love is i accept all of you your whole process messy and confused and maybe misguided maybe not but it's not for me to say i love all those versions of you and so if a child or in this case, an adult child fears that their parents are too um, either rigid or or fragile, then they will sometimes, um, in the service of protecting their parents from their own growth, they too will stay underdeveloped. So in other words, it's kind of funny. I mean, funny is always the wrong word, right? But it's like, okay, she's thinking, I have to choose either them or me. Mm-hmm. I'll just choose mm-hmm. them and go through the go through the motions. You know? Which she's probably done her whole life. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, likely, I, yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. fascinating when fear masquerades as love in, in that oh, like boy. but because like I, from the parents point of view it might be I love you that's why I want you to stay in the church because I don't want you know your kids to be, all become alcoholics and you know the the world's mm-hmm. going to crash and burn and so I love you so I need you to stay in the church because I don't want all these consequences in your life if you leave the church so you better stay in that's actually fear Correct. that's actually fear and control yes and and it's not love it's not acceptance and allowing somebody to to journey and wrestle and 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 i think we we and 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 it's the same thing on the other side here i don't want to tell my parents out of love no not true you don't want to tell your parents out of fear correct right and so if Mm -hmm. if you're acting out of fear then you're not in congruency you're not gonna you're not gonna actually create peace and freedom in your life. Well, and I think the thing that gets kind of confusing as one is navigating this kind of situation, and this is this is her actual experience, is that from the moment, um, you know, I came in and sort of nudged them towards authenticity, or at least encouraged, <laughs> you, the, encouraged the possibility, right? Um, she, her, her anxiety amped up tenfold. Yes, yes, because, I would expect that. Yes, doing the right thing as um, virtuous and good as it is, is oftentimes bumping up against a system where there is going to be, you know, there's going, she knows she is going to break their hearts. And Mm -hmm. so it's not like sometimes, I think sometimes, and once again, this is one of those things that I think you sort of pick up in like, you know, young women's or young men's or something where it's like, well, when you do the right thing, you're going to feel this warmth, you know, this deep, you know, this overwhelming deep feeling of rightness. I, I, I'm, I'm wrestling with that a little bit because I, on the one hand, I think there is something deep that comes over us when we are being true to ourselves, but it's very closely accompanied by sometimes massive, massive amounts of anxiety because we are going to be making a whole lot of people around us very, very uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, when a lot of times when we act in truth, chaos ensues. For sure. And, and, mm-hmm. and we're, we're afraid of the chaos and so we don't act in truth. And and then we cause suffering. And so, um, I, I, it's interesting though, Valerie. The how old is she? Uh, early twenties. She's graduated from college, so you know. So so mm-hmm. when when a person starts to practice this, of like, no matter what, I'm going to act in truth. I'm going to step into this. I'm going to let go of what people think. Yeah. You start to realize something as a human, which is you're not going to die. Mm. You can deal with the chaos as it comes. Change is hard. And but there's there is this peace still. There's this groundedness of like I'm still okay, even though this is really hard. And what do you know? That wasn't as hard as I actually thought it would be. Well, she's better than she's going to end up better than okay 
not in the moment, right? It may feel, yes. I feel sad for her that this, and I said this to her, I said, I mean, this just is so, this is so beautiful in terms of the big picture, but how sad that this is the playground of your massive amounts of development, your own wedding. Like, because this wedding day probably will not be all the things that she probably hoped and dreamed of, you know, sure. in, in her Cinderella, you know, princess right. uh, anticipation days, right? It won't be, but at the same time, not only will this chaos ensue like you're describing, I think it's good for us to help them anticipate that, that the reality of it, but there's something that happens when our souls grow. The yes. outcome is something that's very Moving beautiful. Forward. Yes, that yes. cannot be necessarily understood or anticipated until it's happened and until the person does the thing that they feel like is too scary to do and they bump up against the rigidity or the you know the 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 anguish of the broken hearts of the parents to do the thing that for them is right and my hope is I love like, this point. Mm, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I just love your point. I just the, <laughs> okay. the the point of like the the real opportunity for this girl mm. is actually the growth that she gets to experience. Yes. from becoming this pleaser to becoming this powerful woman who's stepping into her truth and looking her parents in the eye and saying, mom and dad, it's time for me to be an adult and have boundaries with you and yes. live in my truth. Yes. And I love you and I care about you, but that growth is right there for the taking for her. It's, it's, I mean, yes. this is a great point, Valerie. Mm, well, you so. know, and I think too, the other way that I'm, just to <clears throat> share with you kind of the way I'm helping her, <laughs> helping like, firm up the foundation because I think she's, mm -hmm. you know, she's scared to death is um, something that I think is such an ironic twist of things when, when things like this come up is she's actually surpassing her parents in spiritual maturity as she steps into her power, meaning yeah, that I am no longer going to conform. I am going to start being an agent into myself. And the thing that's so interesting about this, although these kids, I, you, know, you know, I'm getting older clearly, so I'm calling these guys kids, but <laughs> um, is, that, is that they are being brave and they're stepping into their power in ways that maybe they've never had modeled before because there's been such a preference for the rightness and the path and the don't think about it, don't challenge. And so they're doing something that is scary, that is actually a spiritually developed way of living, even though these two are professing at the moment to not be people, they're not claiming to be believers. And yet I right. kind of chuckle that I'm like, well, isn't it funny? Sometimes when we are moving through stages of spiritual development, um, we, we do spend time in deep skepticism or, or claiming not to believe and that's okay. And yet the funny thing is what they're doing is actually they're how do I say this? they're riding on the backs of the best kind of goodness yes. that they may have even learned in the church, right? Yes. Like on, on, you know, yes. the church's good days. <laughs> but, but Valerie, mm -hmm. the chances of it being judged that way are mm -hmm. pretty slim. Like That's mom why and I'm dad, here. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad, exactly. Mom and yeah. dad will look at it and say, you're, you know, you're just not being faithful. Um, yeah. Or you're lazy and slothful and don't right. want to live the church and that's why mm -hmm. you're doing this. As yeah. opposed to what you just said, yes. which is this is progression and growth and moving forward. Yes. And being being actually honest with yourself. If we're trying yeah. to live in a way where we're trying to be made over in the image of our heavenly parents, we have to seize our own personal authority. And and if we aren't doing that, then we're not growing. And so that's the thing that I said is I was like, you know, you what you don't realize and maybe you don't even like to hear is you're actually doing very, very spiritual things right now. And that's not what you just said, Valerie. Yeah. That's not pride. That's, that's no, faith. No, no. 
It's faith. So it's, it's you're not you're not saying I know better than everyone else, and I'm just going to do what I want to do. That's not mm -hmm. what Valerie's saying, mm -hmm. right? You're saying right. you're saying as a human, listen to truth inside of you, and act upon that truth regardless of all the shoulds all around you, yes. everything that you've been told that you have to do. Step into that truth regardless. That's faith. It's yes. not pride. That's and and it's it's strength. And I think that's the one thing that you know. I think we struggle so much. Um, in, in our faith tradition, which is so, so many times we're actually discouraged from growing, right? Like, in other words, what yes. if she conforms? And what if she, you know, you and I were talking a minute ago about, oh, no, it can't last forever. Well, I'm here to say sometimes for some people, it does last forever, like they will conform and live this small life and not push back and not ask questions in the service of staying, you know, in the tribe forever, and they don't grow. And oftentimes, they even don't even believe. And that's, okay not spiritual growth but i think sometimes there are parents that would be content for their child to live a small maybe maybe how do i say this i think there are parents out there and i'm not saying these are her parents i don't know but sometimes a parent might want the child to go through the motions forever rather than do the growing that is going to lead them elsewhere as they as they wind their way back to their heavenly parents yeah, I I mean I just had this discussion with my dad like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and he, um, <laughs> we've been having a lot of discussions lately, and and my dad's very orthodox, you know the church is the way and the it's the only way, and yeah. and and he said something to me. He said, you know, he he likes to go on long kind of preachy things and so so he told the story about the woman who touched christ's robe and mm. and he said you know like i just choose to have faith like that woman and blah, blah 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 and i'm listening to him and i'm you know i'm listening to him and i'm, I'm realizing he, what he's saying to me is that i don't have faith because i don't follow exactly the way that i'm told to at church right mm -hmm. and, and and so from his mindset it's this is faith, this kind of blind obedience, Black and go white. along, yes. do your thing. And, 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 and he's looking at me and kind of how I'm navigating the church and where I'm at mm. as a lack of faith, as a falling away, as a you're not doing the right thing. And I kind of called him on the carpet. And I actually said, I actually believe what you are doing is not faith. I think that, that you're acting from a place of of fear and control, it sounds a lot like Satan's plan. Yeah. Um, you, there's one way that you do it and you follow and that's how you get back to heaven. Yeah. I said, when Samuel the Lamanite was on the wall, he wasn't on that wall knowing that for sure he wasn't going to get hit by a spear and die. Yeah. Like he was on that wall very, he very well could have been killed and laughed at and, but he just got on the wall anyways and he didn't know the outcome. Wow. And, and sometimes like that's what real faith is for this girl it's the same thing that's her stepping up, up on that wall and her family could totally disown her mm. and it could go horrible and she doesn't know the outcome and that's why the anxiety comes because it's like Ugh. but actual faith that this is what you're saying valerie actual faith is her stepping up on that wall it's not pretending and playing it safe it's actually stepping into that truth so if you yeah. do, if you, I love what you're saying, Brandon, if you, if we are actually, you know, digging through all the rubble of the programs and the problems, and we're really just leaning into the fundamentals of, you know, Jesus Christ and love and truth and, and compassion and courage, 
this is a this may her be this little this young woman's her finest hour. She's yeah. finally stepping into yes. something that is truly what feels like to her core what is right for her right now. Right. And and that feels so, you know, that's backwards, right? Because she's yes. not conforming. She's not doing it exactly the way she has been told. And the fact of the matter is spiritual growth is going to require you know those i like your samuel the lamanite thing there was no there was no we don't know we, he didn't know what was going to become of it and i think when we do the, the the bravest things that's where we're like we're learning and growing and stretching and using that agency and trying to listen to our inner divine and having to push up against people that are going to see it inevitably they're going to see it differently and that sounds I, like faith yeah that sounds it sounds like faith it sounds like courage and as mm -hmm. painful as this will probably be for her family She's actually doing the spiritually progressive thing to step into her unique identity and, and, you know, scramble her way through it. And the thing that's so fascinating is that if she conformed, you know, let's just say for, for their sake, they really want her back in the church, of course. They want her to stay in the church forever, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, the, the best thing that they could actually do to heighten the chances that she truly steps into something that feels authentic to her is to let her go. Give her space. Give her space. Let Give this her become her uh, own journey, in, out, her, in and out, whatever. Her spirituality is between her and God, not her grandpa and God. <laughs> and for her to sort of just show up and do what she is told. And so, you know, I think, I think that's, is there anything else you want to, you know, um, add to this? Because I think, I think we've, we've had well, some I got, conversation. Well, I got two things real quick. Please, yeah. Um, one, it's interesting when you look at um, stages of spiritual development. Mm -hmm. um, she's ahead of the game. So, yeah. um, and I, I hope she realizes that. So usually at about this age, early 20s, that conformity is very easy because you're just kind of going along with things and, and you're just believing what you, you're being told, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's why the, the timing of when we serve missions is very interesting and fascinating because that's a time in life where we'll just kind of drink it in and drink sure. it in. Yeah. Um, 20 years later, in your early 40s, things are very different. Mm. And um, you, you actually look through a different lens. A lot of people do if they move along these stages of spiritual development. Mm -hmm. um, this, if she actually faces this with her family, this will put that in hyperdrive for her, sure. which I think could be a really good thing because at an early age, she's starting to really discern what's truth for her, what's not, what's real faith, what's real courage. And it takes almost more courage that young to do it as opposed to being an older adult who's kind of got some wisdom going on, some you more know, wisdom. Your, your, right? point, your point is, is, is a very interesting one. And I think, I think it's the fascinating part about that is that Yes, it takes almost more courage because she doesn't quite, you know, the younger kids don't necessarily have the ego structure to like manage this, you know, the the lack of validation. Yes, <laughs> right? yes, that's she's, it. She's not in sort of this well-established family system of her own with her own like separate life. It's painful either way. But I think what you're saying is it's, it's, and I see it on her face. I see yes. this deep desire to like show gratitude to the upbringing and things like that. And the thing that's so right. fascinating about this is that she and her her boyfriend soon to be husband they shared themselves that they're not necessarily they don't believe right now they don't see themselves as believing in really much of anything but they also really like took a pause and said but we're not 
necessarily interested. We want a foundation of something like they see the value of, in some yes. in some sort of a foundation of something that guides and leads them. Right. And and so, but once again, this is on their own terms, and this is right. what they're trying to navigate as a couple. And right. so you're right. I think the beautiful, like it's going to be beautiful. It's probably going to be messy. Um, as they as they figure it out, as they're navigating the 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 ways each of their families are going to handle the situation. Incidentally, I think it's pretty interesting how, like I said a minute ago, both of them come from very um, seem to have been very tight knit family systems, Latter Day Saint family systems, um, two parent mm -hmm. homes, kind of very traditional. Um, I have worked extensively with his family, as I mentioned. Um, and it was pretty cool that a few days ago, his parents sat him down and said, we set you free. We want you to know that we- Good for him. Yeah, mom and dad, basically. Good for them, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and, and we, we trust you, we're here, um, and, but we want you to know that we support your journey. And um, so the interesting thing is, he didn't really need to hear that. He already is individuated enough that that was nice and then there must have been something that preceded their need to say this but i think it's interesting that it's likely that because they already were in relationship with him like this he was individuated enough that he didn't necessarily worry about that yeah. whereas with her family mm -hmm. it feels like there is um there there isn't that kind of relationship there's something that yep. sort of looks almost like a pseudo community going on where there's a closeness and yet there are some conditions around what everybody in the family can actually tolerate knowing yep. about the depths of each other, which kind of yep. is a way to sort of, you know, keep everybody in line and in conformity yep. um, so that everybody in the system can stay um, out of out of the anxiety of people growing, changing, shifting, believing differently. So, yep, yep. It's <gasps> it's enmeshment. It's spiritual enmeshment. It's mm -hmm. enmeshment at its best. And mm -hmm. to have boundaries with an enmesh system is terrifying. Yes. And so she's got a bigger kind of beast to battle yes and and understandably so but yeah. um you and i from our perspective valerie know that if she were to just face it deal with it um i, I want to share a quick story with Please you do. it's kind of yeah. gross it's kind of gross okay. so. <laughs> it's kind of gross okay it's well it's just on my mind and it reminds okay. me of this so much so okay last night i got this skin tag on my neck Mm. And it was just like something was going on with it. It was getting irritated. It was right on my mm. collar. It was okay. just like annoying, painful. And my wife's a nurse. And right before bed, I'm like, well, I got this thing. And it was kind of like scabbing over. I was like, why don't you just cut it off? And and she's, she's like, oh, really? Like, you want me to do that? And I'm like, yeah, just cut it off. Let's just do this. So we got some really sharp scissors and she cut it off. And here's, here's the point to my story. Okay. Is it really was nagging me. It was bothering me. Oh. It, I could feel the pain. The instant she cut it, it hurt bad. Ouch. I'm like sure. I, it felt like she was like digging scissors into my neck, oh. which she wasn't. It hurt. But right when it was off, relief. Oh, wow. Just, gone. Yeah. The, the, the like constant pain and the, it was gone. Um, you can see the analogy here. I can, right? I can, I can see the yeah. analogy. The, as painful as it was, you could have spent two, three, four weeks 
nursing this wound. Dealing, dealing <laughs> with it, right? Yeah. Rather than facing that it was there, it wasn't healthy, it wasn't good for me. Yeah. And so what I need to do is the, face the hard reality that that thing needs to come off, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so it's a hard, we, I, we all go through these dilemmas in life. We all hit up against these type of things. And I think it's really good to, to practice stepping into your truth, even when it's really hard. Yes. So if she lis she's listening to this, you got this. Yes. This is good for you. You can do this. Yes. She's a powerful young woman, and I know she's going to be great. It's just been, um, it's I'm so and I'm so grateful for her and her honesty and her willingness to to let me walk by her side because it is scary to have, you know, if all the if all the grownups and adults around you are in that system that is going to have a, a narrative around what her story is, they aren't truly seeing her. And when no. we feel seen, we can actually speak and step into our truth. Invite your parents mm -hmm. to actually truly love you mm -hmm. instead yeah. of conditionally, yeah. contingently love you. Yes. By, by, by showing them the truth. And that's your opportunity to invite them to do yes. that. And oftentimes people do step up to the plate. I think we, you know. It, yeah. So we'll just have to, you know. And yet, even if they don't, we still do the right thing. So. Right. All yep. right, you guys, good to have you here. Great to, thank you for coming on and chatting with me, me about this, Brennan. Yeah, this is fun, Valerie. Yeah, so if you guys are loving this or are being blessed by it, feel like this is speaking to you, it's, and we're talking about things that um, are not discussed out loud enough, please rate and review this podcast, share it, and um, come back next time. We'll see you guys later. Take care, bye-bye.